Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. The title of my message this afternoon is Winning the Fight of Faith. Winning the Fight of Faith. Paul writes to Timothy, and in 1 Timothy 6 12, he says to him, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So here Paul, we see he is exhorting his spiritual son to engage in the fight of faith in order to lay hold of eternal life or the life that Christ came to give us, the kind of life that Jesus has. And in order for us to experience it and to walk in it every single day of our lives, we need to engage in living the life of faith. And that's what I want to talk to you about this afternoon. In introducing my message today, I would like to say the following. The scriptures declare that exaltation does not come from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but from the Lord. And we read that in Psalm 75 and verse 6. Exaltation or promotion in the kingdom of God does not come from anywhere else but from the Lord himself. In order for us to advance in the kingdom of God and to be exalted or promoted in the eyes of the Lord, one has to learn how to believe God and exercise faith not only in God's ability but also in his willingness to promote and exalt you and do good to you. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says that he rewards those who diligently seek him. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we need to believe not only in his ability to do good, in his ability to promote us or exalt us in the eyes of the Lord, but also in his willingness to do so. Now, learning how to fight the good fight of faith will bring kingdom promotion and exaltation, both in the eyes of the Lord and in the eyes of men. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 6, we looked at this verse last week, says, For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. 
waging our own warfare against the enemies of our soul and winning battles in the name of the Lord will adorn and beautify the gospel which we preach and thus attract sinners to the Lord. This is how we beautify the gospel. This is how we adorn the gospel by engaging in the life of faith, fighting the good fight of faith and winning battles in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every battle you and I engage in and win it, we are exalted in the name of the Lord and promoted in the kingdom of God. David, if you are familiar with the scriptures and the life of David, David was promoted as a young man in the king's palace after he slew Goliath, after his victory against Goliath. Immediately, he was exalted in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the king, and in the eyes of the entire nation. And God exalted and promoted him in the palace, in, the, in uh, King Saul's palace. Daniel also was also pro promoted in the king's palace with greater authority as he fought the good fight of faith, shut the mouth of the lions, and won a victory against his enemies that threw him into the den of lions. You can see that every time a battle is won, the person is exalted and promoted further in the kingdom of God. Hence the reason why I'm teaching these lessons on faith, trusting in the Lord that you will grow in your faith, that you win your own battles in the name of the Lord, and you get promoted in the kingdom of God so that the boundaries of our work and ministry in Christ will be extended beyond you, in regions beyond you. As your faith grows, your influence grows, and together, fighting the good fight of faith, we extend and establish the boundaries of our work or the influence of the kingdom of God in our spheres of influence. Without a fight and winning that battle, there is no extension, there is no growth, there is no promotion, there is no advancement of the kingdom of God. It's only as we engage in the life of faith and win the battles that we are supposed to engage in. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Corinthians, said the same thing to them. He says to them in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, he says the following, We hope that your faith will grow so that the boundaries of our work among you will be extended. Did you hear that? And then he goes on to say, in verse 16, so that we may go in the regions beyond you as your faith grows and the boundaries of our work among you is extended. So the scope and influence of our work in Christ can only be extended as each one of us 
learns to fight his own fight of faith and win the battles you need to engage in. Currently, as you know, we have been studying the subject of faith and learning how to fight that good fight of faith in order to obtain the promises of God, in order to experience what God has promised us. And last Sunday, we looked at the faith of Jairus, as you recall, who was richly rewarded when his daughter was raised from the dead. His example inspires us today and exhorts us to always believe in God and not give in to the enemy's tactics of fear or doubt or discouragement, regardless of the situation or the circumstances we find ourselves in. Jairus fought the good fight of faith, and through his faith, he defeated death. Remember, it was his faith, and as he kept the door of faith open, that Jesus was able to perform the miracle and raise his daughter from the dead. God, I believe, and it's evident in the scriptures, right through the scriptures, does not want us to be passive when it comes to what he has promised us. He wants you and me to go after it, to hunger for it, to put up a fight for what we believe. He delights to see his people wage war against the enemies of our soul, against our adversaries who oppose the will of God in our lives in order to keep us out of our inheritance in Christ. Jesus said something very profound in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. He said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The Amplified Translation says it this way. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most urgent zeal and intense exertion. Wow, what does that tell you? That speaks of warfare. That speaks of battles. Amen? Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Now, the fight of faith is a fight we always win because faith overcomes the world and whatever the devil throws at you. John 1, 1 John 5 verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 1 John 5, 4. Now, I want you to listen carefully. As long as we keep the fight in the realm of faith, the devil remains defeated. I'm going to say that again. As long as we keep the fight of faith, In the realm of faith, in the unseen realm of faith, 
the devil remains defeated. If he succeeds in bringing the fight into this natural physical realm, he will always have the upper hand in your life. Now, what do I mean by that? The enemy's tactics are as follows. He will always point you to the natural circumstances you find yourself in. He will point you to your physical senses. He will highlight how you feel and what you see and will constantly bombard you with natural evidence telling you it is not so. You're not having it. God will not answer you. Look at how you feel. Look at what you see. Look at the circumstances. Look at what people say. He will always point you to this natural realm. And he will elevate our physical senses above the word of God, suggesting that God lied to us. Or the promises he made do not apply to you. It's for somebody else. Now, when we are engaged in the fight of faith, paying attention to what the natural realm tells us and believing what it testifies rather than believing the word of God will not change the situation, but rather enforce it. If you keep looking at your natural circumstances and you keep focusing on them and talking about them, it will only strengthen your situation rather than changing it. So I'm going to say that again. It's important when it comes to living by faith and walking by faith, you need to grasp and have a revelation of what I'm talking to you about. Paying attention to what the natural realm tells us and believing what it testifies will not change the situation, but rather enforce it. Are you with me? Praise God. The fight of faith needs to be fought in those areas which the natural evidence or circumstances oppose and contradict the will of God in your life. These are the areas in which we are not experiencing or living the life that God came to give us or not experiencing what God promised us. It's one thing to know what God promised you, but it's another thing experiencing what he promised you. Would you say amen to that? Praise the Lord. Now, we need to identify those areas that we are not experiencing the blessing or the promise of God and learn how to apply faith and change what is seen to comply with the will of God for your life. According to the scriptures, God equipped us to be agents of change in this world. Would you agree with that statement? You and I are agents of change. By bringing the will of God and the kingdom of God 
into this broken, fallen world. And Jesus taught us to pray this way. He said, this is the way you should pray. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is how we bring heaven into earth by learning how to fight the good fight of faith and obtaining the promises of God for your life, for your loved ones, for your church, for your community and our nation. The way we do this, do what? Bringing heaven into the earth is by learning how to apply our faith. The spirit of faith works always in the unseen realm and deals with things that cannot be seen in the natural. And I want to say that again, because the just shall live by faith. You and I are commanded by the Lord to walk and to live by faith, not by feelings, not by sight, but by faith. And in order for us to understand this, we need to know that the spirit of faith always works in the unseen realm and deals with things that cannot be seen in the natural. The Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 11 that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We don't need to exercise faith for things which we see and already have. Why would you need to exercise faith for something that you see it in front of you or something that you already possess? You don't need to exercise faith for that. But you do need to exercise faith for the things which you do not yet see or do not yet possess. That's when faith comes into operation. Are you with me? Now, let's look at a verse of Scripture that enables us and also teaches us how to apply our faith to what is contradicting the Word of God in your life. This scripture we will look at is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And I want you to see that with me, please. And this verse of Scripture highlights the power and the principle of seeing the invisible through the eyes of faith. Or rather, looking at the invisible through the eyes of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. This is what the Word says. While we do not look at, at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary or subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I'm going to read that verse again because it carries so much of what I want to share with you today. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, let me ask you a question. 
what are you looking at or what are you seeing in regards to the situation you are exercising your faith? What do you see in that situation? Are you looking at the natural realm? Are you looking at the way things are? Or are you looking at what the Word of God promised you? Very important. If you are going to win the fight of faith, you need to learn this lesson. What are you looking at in regards to the situation you are exercising your faith in? Whether it's health for your body, whether it's a financial miracle that you believe in God for, whether it's a job that you're looking for, whether it's a loved one that you believe in God for the salvation, what are you looking at in that area? What are you seeing? Are you looking at the way things are or are you looking at what the Word of God promised you? Now, walking by faith simply means that you look at things the way God sees them. If we desire to win the fight of faith, we must view our situation the way God views it, the way God sees it. And the only way we can do that is through the Word of God. We must see ourselves with what God promised us before we actually experience or possess that promise. We need to see that promise with us, walking with that promise, before we experience it in the natural. That's faith. The things that we keep seeing are the things we will eventually possess. That's faith. This is how faith sees. I'm going to say that again because this is a powerful principle. The things we keep seeing or looking at are the things we will eventually possess. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15 reinforces this principle that I'm talking to you about. Genesis chapter 13 Verse 14 and 15 tells us the following. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had departed from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you, and your descendants forever. Notice what the Lord said to Abraham. All the land which you see, I will give to you and your descendants forever. Let's turn that over into the spirit realm. All that you are able to see, God says, I give to you and to your spiritual offspring. So here we see what you see is very important. How you see your children, how you see your spouse, your wife, your husband, 
your situation, your future is very, very important when it comes to receiving from God. God can only give you and I what we are able to see by faith and what we keep our focus on. That's faith. So in the fight of faith, we need to learn. We need to be trained how to see the invisible with the eyes of faith. That's why God gave us faith, because faith sees things other people don't see. Natural people don't see because they don't have faith. They don't have the spirit of God. The people of faith are able to hear things other people cannot hear. Even believers whose, whose, whose faith has, has been shipwrecked or, his, or their faith is gone to sleep, they're not able to see anything beyond the natural realm. I dare say, and I say that with sadness in my heart, that most believers are only able to see what is in the natural realm and yet unable to see what is spiritual, invisible, and what God promised us with in the realm of the Spirit. If you can only see what is natural, then you're very limited. In fact, you're walking by sight and not by faith. You're walking by feeling rather than walking by faith. Just like Thomas, he said, unless I see with his eyes, uh, the nail prints in your hands and thrust my side and thrust my hand in your side, I will not believe. And Jesus called him faithless. He said, because you've seen, you believe. But blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. Who are the blessed? Those who have not seen and yet believed. Now, the only way we can see things which are not seen is, of course, through the Word of God and through what God promised us. And as we continue to look at what the Word of God promised us and call those things which do not exist as though they did, we change what is seen to what it should be. That is why people, men and women of faith, are agents of change. They bring change into not only their lives, but their circumstances, the spheres of influence. They take what is seen and change it to what it should be through their faith. Look with intention. This is my counsel to you. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own warfare and win your own battles. Look with intention. And see what the Word of God says about you, what the Word of God says about your specific situation, and keep that before your eyes, and you will be looking at what is not seen by faith. That's why we have to look intently into the Word of God. The Scriptures encourage us to look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of it. How do you look unto Jesus? By looking at the word, by looking at the promises of God, by focusing intently what God promised you and keep looking that and keep seeing that. I see myself blessed. Why? 
Because Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says that the Heavenly Father has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places through Christ Jesus. Now, I may not look blessed. I may not feel blessed. But by faith, I see myself blessed because that's what the word says concerning me. And that's how you should see yourself. You're not going to be blessed. God has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing. And every spiritual blessing brings a natural blessing because the spirit world is the parent of this natural physical world. I see myself healed. Why? Because 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes ye were healed. Now my body may tell me something else. My body may feel sick and I might be in pain. But I continue to keep the word before my eyes and I see myself well and fully restored to health. That's faith. Are you getting it? I trust you are. I keep the image. Listen, because the power of image is very powerful. I keep the image or the vision of being blessed and healed before my eyes. And I refuse to give in to what I feel. I'm practicing. This is how you put the word of God in action. What am I doing? I'm practicing what the word says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 21. It says, do not let my words depart from your eyes. Anytime you see anything else than the word of God, then you have departed. You, the, the word has been removed from your eyes. The word of God gives me a clear vision of who I am in Christ and what I have because of Christ. The word reveals to me things which cannot be seen in the natural or known or understood by my physical senses. That's faith. In practicing what 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says, I am not looking at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. And by doing that, I am changing what I see and what I feel to what the Word of God says they're supposed to be. This is how we exercise the fight of faith. And believe me, it's not that easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. That's why the Bible says we are peculiar people. People of faith are very peculiar. They're very strange. They see things others don't see. They hear things others don't hear. They call things which do not exist as though they existed. And this is what Scripture calls prophetic revelation or prophetic vision. Where there is no prophetic vision, the Bible says the people perish. Prophetic vision is the ability to see things the way God sees them. Now, let me tell you this. Let me share this with you. This is very powerful. I trust you are listening attent 
attentively. The image we have of ourselves or the way we see ourselves is the image we will give birth to in the natural realm. I'm going to repeat that. This is so powerful. The image you have of yourself or the way you see yourself is the image you will give birth to in the natural realm. This image is invisible to the natural eyes, but it will produce visible and tangible results or experiences. Let me give you an example. If the image you have of yourself is one of a victim, you will produce experiences of always being victimized. Victimization will come and find you wherever you go. You will attract it because that's what you carry on the inside of you. The same with rejection. And this is a very, a very strong uh, hold in many believers' lives. They carry that image of rejection within them. So wherever they go, they find that rejection finds them and attaches itself to them. Or you carry an image of failure. Or whatever other image you carry within your inner man, that is exactly what you will experience. The reason being is this. We always attract to ourselves what we carry on the inside of us. If the image you have of yourself is one of defeat and failure, defeat and failure will follow you. If the image you carry within your spirit man deep down is one of being blessed and highly favored, you will experience favor and blessing from God. How you see yourself will determine what you experience in life. I cannot say this often enough, and I'm going to keep repeating it. How you see yourself will determine what you experience in life. You see, Satan has bullied us most of our lives. Through our upbringing, through the school teachers, even our parents, kids at school. He belittled us and called us constantly horrible names. And we believed him because we didn't know any better. You see, he is a bully, the king of bullies. My wife was telling me stories how they bullied her at school. And when she remembers those things, sometimes it still hurts. When we believed his lies, an inner image, those words built within us, the image of what those words communicated. You see, that's why the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Words can be very painful and hurtful. And words paint pictures. And when you are being bullied, and when you're being told all your life that you will never amount to anything, that you're a failure, that you are a uh, uh, an accident going somewhere to happen, those words that are spoken over you and I, 
they form an image on the inside of us. You see, the devil has managed to instill in us a false image and a false identity and lied to us concerning who we really are. He told us we don't really matter. He told us that God doesn't really care. He told us that we are failures, we are insignificant, we are rejected and all alone, and we believed him. And what we believe, we conceive. Somebody saying, hallelujah. What we believe, we conceive. Ah, now. Unless these lying images, false identities, false images are rejected by us and removed from us or torn down, we will always be subject to them. That's why many try to believe God externally. But on the inside, they carry an image of themselves and about themselves that is completely opposite of what the Word of God says about them. Now, they may say the right things, they may confess the right scriptures, but on the inside, unless the inside changes, on the inside, they carry images of failure, rejection, poverty, sickness, disease, and that is what they will experience regardless of what they confess. We reproduce who we are on the inside and not just what we say. So the ungodly and the unbiblical images we carry on the inside must be torn down before we experience what the Word of God promises. And here's the good news. Tearing down and destroying these false images is the work of the blessed Holy Spirit as he ministers to us the word of God to our situation. And I'll show you a scripture that proves exactly that. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Then the Lord put forth his his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. This is what I'm doing with the ministry of the word. I'm tearing those lies, those images that the enemy has managed to put inside of you. The image of poverty, the image of failure. I'm tearing it down by giving you the gospel, by giving you the truth of the word of God. You see, the word of God will first root out, pull down, destroy, throw down every false and lying image the enemy planted in you before he plants the true image of God that God has of you and builds you up in your faith. But he first tears down before he builds and plants. 
That's why James says in James 1.21 says, Get rid of all uncleanness and all the remains of wickedness and with a humble spirit receive the word of God which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. This is what the Bible calls the salvation of the soul or the restoration of the soul. Most of the problems we have in our lives, they are in the soul realm, in the emotions, in the mind, and in the will of the person. As we walk away from a life of uncleanness and wickedness and humbly receive the word of God or the truth of God's word, in the deepest part of our being, we are being delivered from these lying images and restored to our true identity in Christ Jesus. Our vision of who we really are in Christ is restored and we are able to see ourselves the way God sees us and call ourselves by the names that God has called us. Here is a principle. Matthew 6, 22 and 23. Here is a principle. Matthew 6, verse 22 and 23. Jesus said, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? In these verses of scripture, Jesus revealed an important principle to us, and it is this. The state of your eyes will determine what enters your whole life, either truth and light or lies and darkness. In other words, if your eye is healthy and restored, you will view things the way God views them. How you see things, how you see yourself as well as others, will determine your response towards them. And your response will either attract the blessing or the curse. Now, let me share this with you. In the eyes of God, you are exalted in Christ. The Lord God has given you and I a name that is above every other name. That's the name by which he calls you. We are highly favored and blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Amen. We are no longer rejected, the Bible says, but we have been accepted in the beloved. As you keep looking at that word, that image of acceptance and love and affirmation will be planted within you and you will no longer be subject to rejection. No matter if anyone else rejects you or everybody else rejects you, you know that God loves you and that's all that matters. You are loved. You're appreciated. You are affirmed by the creator of heaven and earth. He calls you his very own. He says, you are mine do not fear, I'll be with you. Whenever you walk through the rivers, through the floods, through the fire, I am there with you, holding your hand right there in the middle of it. You will never again feel rejected. 
because that image of acceptance, according to Ephesians, has been built within you. The Word of God says in Ephesians, again, we're no longer foreigners, aliens, but we are citizens of the kingdom of God who have been given authority in the name of Jesus and are able to loose and to bind things here on earth. What a privileged position the Lord has given to each one of us in Christ. Dare we see ourselves the way God sees us. And dare we call ourselves by what the word of God calls us. Who we are. What we have. And what we can do because of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That's why the word of God is so important. You need to soak in that word. Until those false identities of failure, rejection, the the image of a victim of poverty and sickness and disease is torn down from within and replaced with an image of restoration, of blessing, of seeing yourself as a victor, as a winner, as an overcomer in Christ Jesus. So let's pray as we conclude this session. This is part one. Next week, I'm going to continue on part two and show you another principle from the Word of God that it's a must for you to train yourself to think this way, to see things the way God sees them, and to call those things which do not exist as though they existed. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for your precious word, dear Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you this evening. And we ask you that you restore our sight. That we may see ourselves as you see us in Christ Jesus. Help us, dear Lord, to see others as you see them. And teach us how to fight the good fight of faith by looking at the unseen and the invisible realities of our blessedness in Christ Jesus. We thank you for it. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.